Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there. It's the Hammer Nigel Show. We have a special guest on the WIBC hotline. Investigative reporter for the Daily Signal and coming soon, nightly host here at 93 WIBC, Tony Kennett, the Tonus, joins us. All right, let's get it right out of the way. Anything new on your investigation into the whereabouts of Joe Hogsett during the riots? The answer is yes and no. Uh, Yes, there is some new stuff that I have learned about the situation. Uh, The answer is going to be no, because my first and foremost concern uh, whenever I'm reporting on a story is following the letter of the law to the letter. In no way, shape or form do I want anyone to violate state or federal law. Number two, uh, with that comes kind of um, I was talking to Rob Kendall about this, a half update which is this entire investigation can be done and over in the open if uh, Jefferson Shreve, the Republican candidate for mayor, uh, somehow gets Hogsett to release uh, where he was the night of the riots and by doing so, double confirm that with his medical records. Right. So that's the easy situation here. Uh, I would ask why Shreve is, you know, making this weird blunder in a campaign. But, I mean, that seems to be Shreve's main mood is to make uh, blunders in a campaign. (laughs) Right. Because we played an audio clip earlier in our program of Alexis Rogers, a news anchor at Wish TV. And I think this was late 2021. She had a sit down with Joe Hogsett. She asked him point blank where were you during the riots he says he was at home but i'm hearing different things i think you're hearing different things and the medical records could prove all this but joe and his administration they're not releasing any of that there's no record he spent that evening at home that that i've heard of or that i've seen um i've seen several different things uh regarding things that might pertain to traffic camera footage things that might pertain to individuals who might have also been at certain rehab facilities at the same time uh, that can confirm that he may or may not have been at home. However, when it comes to HIPAA law, I mean, those are Joe's medical records. And so to release anything like that, I think that it would be most prescient for Hogsett to settle this and, and again, just prove once and for all whether or not he lied to Wish TV back in 21. I just want to know who was in charge of the city, whether it was him. I I don't want any sort of gotcha thing. I don't want to violate any privacy laws. I just want to know who was in charge of the city. I want to know why it was allowed to go on for two nights in a row. I want to know who who said, you know, let them march. This has nothing to do with, you know, specifically where he could have been taking care of a a sick parent or or kid. I have no idea. I just want to get to the bottom of the truth of who was in charge uh, of this city. You know what I mean? Let's pretend for a second in a hypothetical situation situation that he was visiting someone in rehab that evening perfectly fine great or maybe he was getting help he needs again great all i'm looking for is honesty in a leader and the ability to delegate authority in a time of severe distress which i think we can all agree the riots were a time of severe 
distress. Who was making leadership calls? Right. That's all I'm asking. Nobody can be in office 24-7. No one's expecting someone to be in office 24-7. But the minute you step out of office to do something, you better have someone in office to make good decisions so that we can hold you accountable. That's all we're asking. And you're right. You know, if he's getting the help he needs, that's fantastic. God bless him. God bless his family. But at the same time, you're the leader of a major metropolitan city, a city that hosts the Final Four on the regular, a city that has hosted a Super Bowl before. If the people don't have trust that you can take care of yourself, I think that's a very big factor in this reelection race. And for whatever reason, Jefferson Shreve, he'd rather talk about abortion, which he can't do anything about. He'd rather talk about changing the gun laws, which he can't do anything about. I just don't get it, Tony. All you got to say, again, if, if he was being honest with Wish TV uh, when he spoke to Allison and he said, you know, hey, uh, this is the case. This is what's going on. I was at home. Then it should be very easy for him to reiterate that to the public. But he has clammed up kind of weirdly since that situation. And if you take away all the stuff that I've heard off the record, if you take away all of the things regarding possible traffic camera footage, all of the other ancillary information, that in and of itself is very suspicious. Just come out and say it. I have no skeletons in the closet. You guys could ask me whatever, and I would be honest, because I have a policy of transparency. If you're running for office, I would highly recommend that policy. Chatting with Tony Kennett, investigative reporter for The Daily Signal. Now, normally, like covering education is kind of your bread and butter. You get a lot of inside scoops, stories about the crazy world of education. What's happening now? What's what's the story with uh, Miguel Cardona? So Miguel Cardona, you know, he's the head of the Federal Department of Education, and he's 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 very woke. You know, he is very hip with the youth and the culture. And he's so passionately concerned with our nation's youth that I know we have record low levels of reading. I know violence in inner city schools is at an all time high, beating out the L.A. race riots of the 90s. I know that we have teacher shortages caused by this behavior crisis. Instead, he decides to post what, you know, apparently hip hop's 50 years old. And so he decided to get on social media and post his list of his favorite hip hop songs, which, by the way, uh, included only like one or two hip hop songs. Like most of it's like hip hop pop, like songs by Drake. Like no one's like, hey, what's your favorite hip hop artist? And like instead of, you know, someone actually decent, you're like, oh, Drake. I mean, it's so silly and performative. <laughs> so what happens when you make an equity hire? You know, you hire someone, and he has been very open that he was hired because of the color of his skin, which what an embarrassing thing to admit to the public. Uh, but then going out in front of everyone and saying, well, the thing I care about is hip hop and the youths. Uh, no one is impressed, and he deleted the tweet after he was mocked by people on the left and the right, as he should be. And I'm looking at the tweet here because, God bless you, Tony Kennett, you have a screenshot of it. Secretary Cardona's dope, D-O-P-E, Defense of Public Education bus <laughs> tour playlist. <laughs> you, you guys, we, we, we know that they're not actually listening to this playlist on the bus. The only politician that I've ever trusted when it comes to their musical playlist is, believe it or not, President Obama is very open about the music that he listens to. He doesn't have a bad taste in music, all things considered, but he has been caught listening to that playlist. There is no way Cardona is in the back of the education tour bus listening to Drake. Well, maybe he is the kind of guy that is in the back listening to Drake. Now that I think about it, that might be the exact kind of beta male this man is. 
All right, back with Tony Kennett, investigative reporter, Daily Signal. There are drips and drabs over the past few weeks of, you know, COVID variants and mask mandates at businesses and hospitals coming back. There's a small college in Atlanta that's instituting a mask mandate. Uh, Just learning now of a D.C. area elementary school, Tony, that's reinstating a mask mandate. The N95s for third graders for just a few kids testing positive for COVID. These stories are just kind of here and there right now, but I feel like something is on the horizon. I want your overall take. I mean, you somebody that saw what kind of effects masks and lockdowns had in the education system. What, what do you think is going on here? Well, first of all, I'm going to offer unilateral praise, which is kind of a rare thing to all Republican presidential candidates except for Chris Christie, um, <laughs> which no one's praising Chris Christie, so no love lost. Um, on their response to the inklings and rumors of mask mandates as well as uh, COVID restrictions, shutdowns, and lockdowns. And that is not one candidate other than Chris Christie is willing to comply. And they've all been very overt. So to actually get ahead, Nikki Haley usually has like an 18-month lag on any present event. For her to come out and say, I'm against this right off the bat, is pretty incredible. So that's that showcases a very strong base of the country who says, absolutely not, no mandates for me. Number two, I would say regarding the whole thing, you need to understand a little bit about viruses, especially viruses that have been tampered with. As a virus mutates, it does not add genetic information. There is no situation in which an organism or a suborganism, because viruses are not alive, can naturally add information. They can only lose it or change it. This means that over time, any natural virus uh, organi- suborganism can only get weaker. And that's what this variant of COVID is. It's very contagious, especially in the early stages. And it's not really a heavy hitter. It kind of has a light fever with it, kind of a heavy cold, a little bit of a sore throat. I've had it. Most of my family has had it. A lot of people are not even choosing to test for this. I would say that's fine with one exception, and that is COVID in general has kind of a high correlation with uh, some pregnancy issues with high blood pressure and preeclampsia. So if you're pregnant, kind of keep an eye out for this. Now, it is really not at all affected by masks in 95 or no. So mask mandates are as silly now as they ever were. And closing something down, I mean, unless it's visitation at a maternity ward uh, or or unless it's, you know, I don't know, the the old person elementary school unity festival, (laughs) then I don't think that it's necessary to shut down for this one. People out there making mandates and shutting down schools, that's just silly. Yeah, and I think for kids, especially in the third grade, to be wearing N95 masks, I'm not talking about those cheap China cloth masks that do absolutely nothing. These are the cumbersome... No, the fancy ones that fold in the middle, yeah. Yeah, and you have to put those on correctly. It's it's not like something you just strap on and go. And you have to replace place them constantly yes it's also worth pointing out that we believe a large portion of people who get this version of covid it's like very asymptomatic and so you may not even know that you've had it and it may not affect you at all so masking children who need to focus on facial features in order to learn speech and reading and writing is kind of cruel again a third grader is not who's going to be at risk for getting hurt by COVID. if you're not 80 years old or very pregnant, you're fine. 
But Tony, you know as well as I do, hell, you probably know better than anybody, these teachers' unions, they've got a lot of power. Say what you want about them. They're organized. They put on red shirts. they got a lot of power. They've got money to give to high-profile politicians. Last time we went through this whole COVID song and dance here, the teachers didn't want to go back to the classroom. At least the leadership made it clear that the teachers didn't want to go to the classroom. Who's to say that's not going to happen again? Have money, have power. You can make things happen. Well, I'm really glad that you pointed out that it was the leadership from the teachers unions that wanted to keep teachers out of school. A lot of teachers wanted to go back into teaching. Right. In fact, a lot of teachers left public schools to work in private schools, to work in charter schools, to work in small homeschool co-op situations, micro schools, because they just wanted to teach and be left alone. They didn't want to deal with the union making their decisions for them, especially regarding lockdowns. You remember the Chicago Teachers Union said that the desire to reopen schools was rooted in in sexism and misogyny and white supremacy Ugh. and institutional racism, all that nonsense. I mean, sure, they could try it again. They, they do this every couple of months anyway. The NEA and the AFT are full of high leadership people that don't want to work. Who was and the head then, of the teachers union in Chicago, Tony, that said the classroom was not safe and then got on a flight and traveled out of the country? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that oh. one. Yeah. I, the name's not coming to mind, but I know that her comments were endorsed by Becky Pringle, the head of the NEA, who is still the head of the NEA, miraculously. And, you know, when you couple that with Randy Weingarten, who's more likely to take a trip to Ukraine than a failing American yeah. third grade classroom. I mean, again, teachers, you get what you pay for. If you're in Indiana, you can pay a thousand dollars of your salary a year to be a part of this train wreck or. You can just teach and do your job. You're not a hero. You're just a normal person. And that's what most teachers in our state want to be. What are you working on at the Daily Signal? Well, we just got back about 60 FOIA uh, return documents from the larger suburban schools of the country. Uh, These would include schools like Carmel, Hamilton Southeastern, schools like that all over the country. And uh, we have found that a lot of these districts are using terms like equity and restorative justice far more than they are mentioning uh, serious violence situations, Uh, even though they're going out in public claiming that equity is reducing violence in their schools, it's actually having the opposite effect. So we'll be talking about that real soon. Tony Kennett, investigative reporter for The Daily Signal and coming soon, nightly host here at WIBC. Tonus, thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.